Stevenson and welcome to Stand Tall, my podcast show. I look forward to sharing interviews and talks with and about people that create change, make an incredible difference and walk their talk. Everyone has their story, so stay with me as I peel back the layers of excellence in all walks of life. Welcome to the Stand Tall Podcast. I'm Andy Dickinson. And today I'm interviewing a guy that he achieves whatever he sets his mind to. An award-winning financial advisor, a fifth-degree black belt in North Star Jiu-Jitsu, third-down black belt in Judo, Budo Jiu-Jitsu, and many competition wins, including a silver medal in the World Championships in 2018. A triathlete, and in between everything, he also runs his own dojo, Quantum Martial Arts, that leads more than 500 students in his weekly classes. A huge welcome to Darren Higgs. Higgsy, I've watched you develop over the years. What initially got you into your martial arts? Uh, I've always just loved the, the martial arts ever since I saw my first Rocky Three movie back when I was an eight-year-old. I've always just loved the, uh, the boxing, martial arts, everything about that. So there's the movies that originally got you into it? It was. I must admit I'm a movie buff. So what, um, what drove you to continue to go from one grade to the next and... and, and navigate your ways through excellence in martial arts? To, to be honest, it's never been achieving a new belt that's motivated me. It's always just been to, to set the goal, make sure that I can do things at a reasonable level at that goal, and then just to continue the learning. Uh, the way I look on things, I'm still striving to be a great white belt one day, so to be able to do everything perfect, so it's just helps things along that, that you've always got constant improvement on your mind. That's all very well and good, and it's, that's good for a standard answer, but what drives you? What, what makes you tick? For me, it's, for me, it's facing my fear and fear of failure. So yeah. these are all some of the emotional issues which go towards me pushing to, onto the next level. Yeah. I'm not putting words in your mouth, though. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, to, for me, it's probably slightly opposite. Uh, I genuinely love doing the martial arts. It's my little time away for myself. I enjoy the fitness, I enjoy the technique, I enjoy the people that I do it with. And after each session, I just feel happy. So happiness is a driver. Happiness is definitely a driver, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and peace of mind. Peace of mind, I love it. Now you run your own dojo, Quantum Martial Arts, teaching the North Star Jiu Jitsu programs. How's that going for you? Love it. I've, what motivates me most of my careers has been to help people, whether it's been on the financial advisor job or whether it's been on the martial arts job. I just love coming in and seeing people happy that they're able to do things that they're not able to do. The other good thing about being a dojo owner is people confide in what their fears are and what their weaknesses are, and I love seeing people push through those at every single grading. And you're... You're pretty dynamic yourself, I must say. You know, you're a dynamic trainer. You're um, teaching all these classes during the week, and you're also a an award-winning financial advisor. How do you juggle the two? Uh, you definitely need a tight schedule for the week. Every weekend, I always set out exactly what I need to do, how much time I need to do things with, as well as trying to make time for my dear, lovely wife as well. Uh, you, you just need to be on top of your time management and as I'm starting to get a little bit older, I'm starting to realise the energy management as well. And you're so old at 42. 
45. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an interesting point. So one of the one of your um, keys to success is making sure that your time management is spot on. Absolutely. Yeah. Or everything's always in the calendar. You always need to make sure you're you're where you need to be at a particular point in time. And that would start, say, on a Monday morning, mapping your week for the mapping your week in advance, and then micromanaging that to daily events. Absolutely. Yeah, and actually it's on a Sunday night where I do it. I think my team's used to getting late night Sunday emails from me, but that way I can just walk straight into work and get what needs to be done as well. So a typical day for me would probably be waking up at 5.30, making sure I get my own workout in, uh, getting to work around about 8 o'clock, and because I've already mapped out exactly what I need to do for that day, it's straight into it. Uh, So your time management starts... To be on time for those appointments, it starts from the moment you get out of bed. Absolutely, absolutely. Would you yeah. would you would you say that was one of your keys to success? Yes. Yeah, you've just got to be willing to get up early and do what other people probably aren't prepared to do. When I first met Bet, I'm a very much a night owl, and Bet's very much a morning person. I thought the day started at 12 p.m. before I met Beth. Uh, luckily, she is a bit of a morning person and it has changed my life around quite a bit. There is so much you can get done in the morning. There is so much you can plan for your day. It just works brilliantly. I wouldn't be able to achieve all the things I've been able to achieve. And you just don't have one dojo. You have several dojos. You opened up the chats with dojo this year. Yes. How's that going? Brilliantly. Love the community over there. A uh, lot of kids, but just happy kids just enjoying just enjoying I, I, I spoke to um, my brother last week who's in business management and he, and he said to me that one of the keys to teaching effective kids martial arts is getting them off their screens yes and I said to him what do you mean screens and he said you know the the the, the devices and their phones and their iPads whereas when we grew up with kids as kids we didn't have those screens no we were in the bush and we're down the park yes I saw a funny cartoon on uh, Facebook the other day where a mother was scolding a child for coming in too late because they were playing outside after dinner hours. And then on the following (laughs) caption, there was a mother kicking the current child out the door because they were on their screens. Yeah, it's very different. Mum had to drag me in by my ear to get him for dinner. I'd be on the BMX track or cricket or whatever it was. So the good thing about the kids teaching kids in martial arts is it gives them some quantitative skills which they can use outside of the dojo. Absolutely. It gives them fitness, keeps them active, keeps their mind sharp. And I just love training the kids. The kids still have the flexibility and everything that us adults might not have. So it's just They're unencumbered. Yeah, unencumbered, absolutely. Unfettered. So it's brilliant. You just you get to live through a child's mind and be able to do martial arts like a child again. It's brilliant. And Daz, I've been lucky enough to mentor you over the years and I've seen you grow and develop as a, as a competitor, a martial arts competitor, also as a triathlete, which I wasn't involved with, but as a martial arts competitor, you got into it fairly late, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, I, I probably when I met you, I think I was 30 years of age or around that age, but it was great. It was, I just moved over to live at Abbotsford. The closest dojo was at Five Dock and I was doing the El Taiko program there. Just got to speaking to two of the other students. They said, would you try a boot camp? Yeah, sure, I'll come along. And basically... Incremental. 
from the start. Absolutely. Yeah. And you you loved the preparation work involved with tournaments as well, and you you competed in the world championship this year, and you got a silver medal, I understand. Yes. Yes. Did you say that was the highlight of your competitive career? Uh, or have there been lots of markers along the way? There's definitely been lots of markers along the way. This might sound like a funny answer. It's actually the preparation work and the camaraderie with the team and the training with you, Sensei, and that's actually the parts that I look back and remember. Going out and competing in the tournaments is just fulfilling what you set out to do. But now I love every single tournament. It's weird. I often think back as how I would fight the 30-year-old me and who would actually win that one because I was a lot fitter then. Good kick head level then. Uh, it's yeah. It's also a certain amount of wisdom. That's something which I often toy with. How would I go against a 27-year-old man? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but under the training, like, I realise uh, just training with everyone, even on a Saturday morning, you realise where you stand at certain things and you come out of every lesson knowing what your weaknesses are, what you need to improve. So, yeah. How do you face fear when you obviously there's fear involved when you compete is there something which you manage oh no i i don't like the fear side of things it's weird on the day it doesn't bother me i actually feel the buzz it's probably a couple of days beforehand go through all the mental mind tricks i'm not good enough i haven't trained hard enough how do i find a way to get out of this you've just got to step up and do it i think the how i handle the fear is making sure i'm prepared I won't go into something and just do a four-week training camp or something. I'll make sure I put in the effort from the moment I commit. And So yeah, facing fear is acknowledging that it's always going to be there. It's, it's a healthy mm. emotion to feel, but making sure that you prepare adequately so that you can rely on your, your resources during the course of the event. Absolutely. I'll admit to watching a Steven Seagal movie here, but there's one line out of Under Siege 2 that's always stuck with me. The bad guy said a line, chance favours the prepared mind. And I look, that, that saying has always stuck with me. So I just figure if you put in the preparation, don't take the shortcuts, you'll be able to handle the fear. Would you say that goes as well for um, out, you know, life outside of martial arts? Yes. When it comes to challenges in your work life, challenges in your in kind of your family life or... Other challenges, you maybe when you're a triathlete, you obviously enjoyed the competition then, and um, there was you know certain fears involved with that. Absolutely, I used to hate the swimming part of triathlons. To me, a triathlon started as soon as I was out of the water, but um, you, you just have to to handle that. And I jump into the deepest, scariest part of the oceans with the waves high, and just try to find a way to to break that fear. Had to do it. Hope it didn't drain at the same time. Uh, in terms of um, coming back to the question, sorry, Sensei, was it facing the fears? Yeah, yeah. facing the fear in, in, a, in slaying the, the corporate dragon and, um, you know, we often hear that kind of bantered around about yeah. facing the fear at work and, you know, us using that same formula that you used inside your martial arts to, to relate to, to your everyday life. Yes. I definitely do it on the corporate side of things, sometimes to the point where I might be slightly overprepared when I go into meetings, but even with my clients, I figure if they take the time to, to book the meeting and provide me with the information, I've got to at least pay the respect of going through everything before they come in. People want solutions, they don't want to talk about 
stuff that they could have given me beforehand. So I always prepare to nth degree and I always make sure that there's a way that I can help people. So that's, that, that, that directly correlates to your martial arts. I've seen you prepare for gradings and tournaments. Yes. And you leave no stone unturned, no stone unturned in your preparation and that enables you to, to win, lose or draw, know that you've done your best. Yes. I like that saying, no stone unturned. Um, my other mentor at Shadford Financial Group always said that same line to me as well. And that's, yes, 100%. You, you've, just got to, you've just got to be prepared. One thing that I've noticed about when I've, when I've mentored you in your competitions is that you have an intensity about you. And have you tapped into that mindset to know what's going on when you, when you go through that intensity? Yes. And so, so you would know better than anyone that I actually don't like hitting people for tournaments. I don't enjoy that side of it. And it does take me quite a bit to, to get into that, that mindset. Uh, but, but there's something reassuring. I, I remember the last time we were in Japan and unfortunately a close mate and a teammate suffered an injury just before my fight and there was just something about that that tended to fire me up. It was just, I can't let the day go like this. I was trying to pace backwards and forwards as much to get my nerves out of it as much as anything and I remember we just caught each other's eye for a second and you gave me a nod. I gave me a nod and it was just like, yeah, we've got this. All unspoken. All unspoken. But... And even back in my first tournament in 2005, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was almost a case of, I don't know if you've got the killer instinct in your days. And I just had the, that was my challenge, to try to tap into that, that killer instinct. So Is it something which you've nurtured over the years? It, it is. It is. I, I still don't like hitting friends in sparring and everything. I, I enjoy having fun on that side of it. But... Um, Look, you've, you've just got to face your fears in life. If you, if you get comfortable, you're never going to progress. And that's just something I had to face up to. The, the, the positive with that is my opponent's doing the same thing. And there hasn't been a tournament I've been in where I haven't become friends with them and Facebook friends with them afterwards. So we're, we're all facing the same challenges. So you do a good job of integrating your martial arts in your daily life. What does success mean to you, Daz? Before, I must admit, when I was younger, it used to be about achieving things, acquiring things. Uh, yeah, now that I'm a bit older, married, it's all about happiness. you just got to walk in the door happy. We've all had those days where full-on day at work, full-on day at martial arts, and it's just good to be able to walk through the door and see your wife with a happy face. Like, to me, that's success, designing the life that, that we one. Life by design, not by decree. Absolutely. Designing so, your own life and you're well on the way to doing that. Absolutely. It's a little things. Like each day I remember coming in and seeing Bet with a big smile on the lounge because our lounge is right there when we walk in the door. Just that, that to me is success. Might sound corny as I get older, but... No, no, <laughs> it's, no. It's funny. It you know, I've got a smile on my face because being a financial <laughs> advisor and advising so many people on, on success financially and the, the, the success um, of buying things and having things, it's, it's refreshing to hear your, your, your take on, on something like that. Yes. Yeah, it's just... Because you must be confronted with these you know, clients on a daily, daily basis where they want more, they want, they want to attain more, they want to have more. Yeah, and that's, that's often... And, and just uh, sidestepping just slightly... 
A lot of people are surprised to find out that I do financial advising and martial arts coaching, two very different careers. I actually don't think they are. I think they're, they're virtually exactly the same thing. In both areas, you've got people trying to achieve goals. In both areas, you've got people being there for some reason, and they've just got to, um, got to tap focus those, on, you've got, you've got to on that. You've got to tap yeah. those reasons out. A- absolutely. And that's and that, that to me, is a really strong motivator in a lot of people. It's just, they might be two different instruments that I use to help people with their goals, but it does work. And, and even on the financial advising side of things, a lot of people think it's about investment returns or things. It's, it's really not. It's about living your lifestyle goals. It's about mm. chasing the things that are really important to you. And old boss of mine often said that he didn't like giving cash as a bonus because People will just spend it down at Woolies and not even realise it. Give them an experience. Give them something they remember. And that, that's what I try to do with people with the martial arts and what I try to do on the financial advising things. Help them out so they can achieve what they want in life, achieve their experiences. That's, that's the real pleasure in life. I think that um, one of the reasons I love doing this podcast with my senior students such as yourself and, and Mela is the fact that I learn so much about how you tick because you're under pressure because I ask you these questions and so I'm learning about these things and it's all new to me. So what about future goals, Darren? You obviously got some. Uh, you know what I'm like, Sensei? I've got to challenge myself. Even Bed always says it all the time. You need a goal to motivate yourself. So, uh, oh, look, I'm, it's weird. I'm, I'm 45 but in my mind turning 25. I like to think I can still keep up with the the youngsters. I'd like to challenge myself. I'd probably like to to enter a few more tournaments. Yeah, that, that that's on the martial arts side. On the financial advising side, I, I just want to be, be able to build up a client base. Not to say I've got a big client base. I just enjoy people. I enjoy picking up the phone every time and and helping people. It's a good feeling. What about your martial arts school? You you've got five hundred members plus. At last count, yeah. it won't be one of the biggest martial arts schools on the northern suburbs, or probably in Sydney. Yeah. So, any moves to consolidate that, or yeah, look, the the game plan at the moment is to bunker down on the ones we've got. Uh, I love walking through the dojo doors every day. I, I almost don't feel like walking. I feel like cartwheeling in. It's just it's just <laughs> great to see everyone again. Um, I'll look like any business you, you do want it to grow, but I, again, it's not growing for growing sake. I just enjoy getting in there and helping out the kids, helping out the adults, seeing them tick off their goals. And the more people I can do that for, the better. So One of the things that we all learn from you, Darren, is your, is your, is your passion, is your intensity, it's your commitment to your students and it's your, your constant, our relationship is constantly evolving. Oof. Sometimes I bark at you on the end of the phone because you don't do something right. <laughs> <laughs> you take it really well and we, we certainly, you know, um, conflict resolution is something which is high in your agenda and having a women situation. So Oof. it's been an absolute pleasure sitting down with you this morning and interviewing you and finding out what makes you tick and I'm sure that the... People will get a lot out of this interview. So thank you very much, Daz, for um, spending time with me this morning. Of course. Thanks, Sensei. Thanks, everyone.